Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplin, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're so happy today to be able to come to you in the presence of Almighty God, lifting up the Word of God and speaking on behalf of the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, the blood of Jesus is so important for us today to know what it does, what it has done, and what it will do in our life. We have to plead the blood of Jesus over our circumstances, and we have to know how to apply the blood of Jesus in our lives. Uh, throughout the whole Bible, we see the applying of blood, and it all points to Jesus Christ. From Genesis to Revelation, it talks about the blood. And when you look at Revelation and the book of Genesis, starting in Genesis 3rd chapter 21st verse, we see the first shedding of blood. After Adam and Eve had sinned in the garden, the Bible tells us in Genesis 3 and 21 that God killed an animal, shed the blood of an animal, and covered them with the tunics, the robes of the animal skin. For in verse 21 it says, The Lord God made tunics of skin and clothed them. So God made the first sacrifice for man by shedding the blood of an innocent animal that did not deserve to die, but had to be killed in order for man to live because the penalty for sin was death. So God gave the first sacrifice and he gave the last by his son, Jesus Christ that died on the cross for us, that came because behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So that's the first time you see the shedding of blood in the Bible with Adam and Eve. Then the second time you see the shedding of blood and how Jesus Christ is in the Bible is in Genesis the fourth chapter, three to seven verse. It talks about Abel, the son of Adam and Eve, we all know Cain killed Abel, but Abel's sacrifice was much better than that of Cain, and jealousy came into the house. The reason why God accepted Cain's, or Abel's sacrifice better than he did Cain, Abel gave a blood sacrifice. He knew something about what happened with his father and how an animal had to be slain and the animal skin had to be covering the sins of Adam and Eve. So he knew that it required blood in order to please God. So Adam did what God told him by teaching his children. And Abel did the right thing by giving a blood sacrifice for his day-to-day -day sins. It cost him his life because Cain didn't like it because he got jealous of the relationship that him and God had. So uh, the blood sacrifice is seen in Genesis 4 with the story of Abel and the blood sacrifice he gave to God. The third time you see the blood in the Bible is found in Genesis 22nd chapter, verse 1 through 19. In Genesis 22, 1 through 9, 19, it tells us about a man by the name of Abraham. Uh, Abraham um, had a son by the name of Isaac. 
And Isaac was a promised son to him because he had him in his old age. And God asked him in Genesis, the 22nd chapter, to go up to a mountain and to take Isaac's life. Let him carry the wood for the altar. And when he gets to the top of the mountain, lay the wood down and place Isaac on it and take his life. That same mountain would one day be the same place called Calvary where Jerusalem would sit. And Jesus took his cross, his wood, outside the city gate and went up to that mountain and laid down on the cross. But in the scripture of uh, in the Genesis 22nd chapter, Abraham had Isaac take his wood and go up to the top of the mountain. And Isaac realized that there was no ram to sacrifice. So he knew that he was about to be killed. But right in the nick of time when Abraham had raised his knife to take his son's life, the Bible says that God said, Steady thy hand, Abraham. I have a ram in a thicket. His horns are caught in the bushes. And Abraham took the ram and slew him and shed the blood and took Isaac off the sacrifice table. The blood was used as a covenant between God and Abraham that brought forth the children of Israel. All through the Bible, you see the blood making a difference. The next time you see it is in Exodus 12, chapter, verse 1 to 36. And this is the Passover, when the children of Israel were getting ready to leave up out of Egypt as slaves. The Bible says that God told them to take an animal in on that Sunday, fall in love with the animal, then slew him and eat him in the end of the week. On the fourth day of the week, kill him and sacrifice him. Take his blood, rub on the doorposts, one on each side and one on top. And God said, every time I see a house with the blood, my wrath will not go in. But every other house in Egypt, I'm going in and taking the firstborn child. And the next morning, only the ones who had the blood were, were safe from God's wrath. The children were all there and the cattle were all there. The children of Israel were saved by the blood on the doorposts. The next time you see the blood is the fifth time in Leviticus 16 chapter, verse 1 to verse 34. And in Leviticus, you see the Day of Atonement in the Old Testament. Once a year, the high priest would go into the Holy of Holies, and he would take the blood of the lamb and sprinkle it on the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant. And the Bible says that one day a year was a day of atonement, and it covered for the sins of all Israel for another year. Only the high priest could go in and do that. But a lamb that was without spot nor blemish, no sin, had to be killed, substituted his life for the penalty for everybody else, because God's Wrath had to go forth because God is not a God that will lie. So if he said the penalty for sin was death, something had to die. But to God be the glory, he let other things sacrifice themselves on our behalf so we can live again. 
And that's exactly what Jesus did on the cross. He substituted himself on that cross so you can smile again, for you can have your hope again, for you can trust and grow close to the Father once again. The sixth time you see it is on the Day of Atonement in the New Testament. In John's Gospel, the 20th chapter, verse 17, Mary Magdalene was first to get to the tomb. And when she got to the tomb, she saw someone gardening and tending to the garden of the, that the tomb was in. And when she recognized him, it was Jesus Christ. But she didn't recognize at first. And she asked him and said, what have you done with the one who was laid here? And Jesus said, I touch me not because I have not ascended to my father in glory. She was the first one to get there. And she realized who he was. She said, Rabbinia, meaning master teacher. And she realized it was Jesus. And Jesus knew who she was. He had paid the sin debt for man. His blood had made the difference. And I'm here today to tell you, you can apply the blood to your life. The reason why is all through the Bible, because it leads us to Jesus Christ, to let us know how precious, like Peter says in 1 Peter, First uh, chapter 18 to 19 verse, the blood of Jesus is precious above all things. The seventh time you see the blood of Jesus is when it's being shed in Hebrews 9 chapter 22nd verse. It says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And Jesus paid it all on that cross once and for all. Did not deserve to die. But if the devil would have known, killing him on that cross would have opened up the door for all of us. I don't know what he would have done. By him living a sinless life and receiving a sin debt, he was able to come out that grave with all power, conquering sin and death, and give us life more abundantly. And you have that access to you too right now. Apply the blood in your life before you go into a new endeavor. Apply the blood over a marriage. Apply the blood, Lord God. Apply it over your life, your finances, your home, your city, your job, your place that you live, your going and your coming, Every day, apply the blood of Jesus over your safety because the blood justifies us. According to Revelation 1 and 5, one day we shall wash our robes in the blood of the Lamb that's sitting in front of God. And that blood shall give you all eternity a clean robe once and for all, no stains, no blemish shall shine forever because it's been washed in the blood of the Lamb. The blood redeems you according to Ephesians 1 and 7. It says, to redeem is to buy back God's only begotten Son shed His blood to redeem sinful man. So you've been bought back. So don't let your past hinder you. Don't let what you used to be control you. 
You don't have to continue doing the same thing year after year. You can step away from your past and start living a blessed life and a life of for God and living the life that God has called you to live. For you have been bought with a price, and that's the blood of Jesus Christ. You have been forgiven by the blood. Colossians 1 and 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. His blood has cleansed us. In 1 John 1 and 7, the blood of Jesus continues to cleanse us from sin day after day. That means you've been sanctified. Even though you may sin every day, the blood is continually to cleanse you. Because in front of God, Jesus sits there saying, Father, forgive them. Have mercy on them. Remember, they're covered by the blood. So the blood is working on us every day. And even though we may fall short, it's still sanctifying us, putting us back in relationship with God because he no longer sees us in our sin, but sees his son, Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1 and 18 tells us, no wonder Peter calls it the precious blood. So the blood gives us the victory. According to Revelation 12 and 11, the saints will overcome Satan's sin and all powers of darkness by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb. We have victory to be an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. There may be somebody who's listening who may not know Jesus for yourself, and I'm here today to tell you that Jesus, he truly loves you. And there are blessings in store for you if you just get under the blood of Jesus and let the blood make the difference in your life. I'm going to say a prayer right now to somebody who may not know Jesus, but I'm here today to tell you, let Jesus lead you. If you want to say this prayer, say it along with me. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we come now. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our wrongdoing. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus is the Son of the Almighty God. Have your way, Lord God. Show your glory. I believe that you gave the Lord's Supper. I believe you went to the cross the next day, dying for my sins. I believe they placed you in a borrowed tomb. But early that Sunday morning, you got up with all power in your hand. I believe. I believe you sit at the right hand of God the Father, interceding on our behalf. I believe. Let me be part of the family of God. Wash me. Cleanse me. Create in me a clean heart. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 We love you, Ed Neely. Continue to follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Neely Church Ministries. Join us on YouTube and Facebook. We love you. Remember, keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed. <music>